Hey everyone, and welcome to Creative Consumption. I'm Daniel Schwartzberg, host of the show. It's been a little while since uh, we've been back in your guys' ears with an episode. This beginning of fall ended up being a little bit more crazy and hectic than than I thought it would be originally. So we took a little hiatus for a couple weeks, for a few weeks there. So thank you guys for your patience and bearing with us. But we are back with a really, really great episode. Um, and for those of you who have listened to the previous episodes, or even if this is your first episode, if you like what you hear, um, we would love for you guys to recommend it to your friends. And if you want to send us feedback, you can always get us at feedback at creativeconsumptionpodcast.com. You can also just visit our website, which is creativeconsumptionpodcast.com, uh, or find us on social media at Creative Consumption Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or on Twitter at underscore create consume. Yeah, so diving right into it, I am really excited that today we have an interview with two extremely prolific creators, Caroline Portu and Marty Miller, also known to their fans and their followers as Carol and Mart. Uh, so here's a quick rundown of the many, many places you may have seen or heard Caroline or Marty. So Caroline's Instagram bio describes her as a, quote, actor slash singer slash songwriter slash jokester woman, all of which is very, very appropriate. Um... You can find Caroline's music on Spotify. She composes and uh, writes her own songs. She's also a film actress. You'll hear her talk about some upcoming films that she's in. Uh, she creates wonderfully ridiculous characters on her social media channels. Uh, yeah, and watching her videos really keeps a smile on my face. Um, and uh, Marty is a performer as well, a creator of ridiculous characters on Instagram, writer. He's a social media personality. You might have even caught, he had a, he had a video that kind of got some attention on, on Ellen, got some buzz, which is very exciting. And he's recently been published on the website Paper with pieces like his Quarantine Love Letter to My Right Hand or Quarantine Love Letter to Glee, which are very, very fun reads. Uh, and yeah, Marty's videos on Instagram, like Caroline's, they are one of a kind. So definitely check those out in his profile. Uh, you can find that in the show notes. They always, always make me laugh. Uh, together, Marty and Caroline, or Carol and Mart, they have collaborated on live performances in their series of shows, The Carol and Mart Show, where they perform original comedic songs. They've got a bunch of wonderful videos together on their social media channels where they kind of team up. Um, and I definitely recommend it as a pick-me-up if you're having a down day. I, we really could keep going. They have a huge resume, both of these people, but I want to get us into the interview. So without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Caroline Portu and Marty Miller. Caroline Mart, thank you guys both so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having us, Daniel. Fabulous intro. That made me feel... Yeah, gorgeous intro. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. Like goodness. Well, this is about you. It's not about the intro, although the intro is about you. Um, the intro is about us. So. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, the kind of the first thing I love to jump off with is with all those things, because you guys, like everybody I've talked to does numerous things, right? There's the whole wearing multiple hats as a creator. And I think that's something everyone likes to do because it keeps us all engaged. But when I'm first meeting you guys, and I guess we can go Marty or Caroline first, whoever wants to take it first. How do you guys introduce yourself and what title do you lead with? Um, you want to go, Marty? You want me to go? Um, you go. Okay. 
I usually introduce myself with whatever I'm doing. Like at the time, like I think if I'm meeting somebody when I'm singing, then I'll be like, yeah, I'm a singer. I do this, this, this. And then if they continue to talk to them, I'll be like, also, I have this background as well. And if you are interested in checking that out, like you can, but generally it's based on like what I'm doing in the moment. And if I'm meeting somebody like randomly, I will generally say like, I'm a singer slash actor because that's what makes me the most money. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then I'll follow it up with like, I have a comedy show, blah, 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 whatever, you know, so something like that, I think usually. Cool. So like contextual based on yes. people, but also like the surroundings that you're in. Definitely. I have a hard time answering that question and I'm slowly starting to like find more of who I am in that like context. But what I usually do is I say I'm a performer and hopefully the person will just say, nice, awesome, cool. And I'm but nine times <laughs> I'm like, no, what kind? And as of late, I say I'm a comedian, I guess, because that feels more of what I'm doing in general. But it's hard because now I can be like, oh, I'm a writer. I am a, you know, songwriter in a way with Carol. So I don't know. I have a hard time with that. But performer, I would say, is my like go-to. Mm. Do you think is part of why it's a hard thing is because you're exploring so many different avenues of who you are. And so like pinning that down into one thing becomes tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, growing up, it's like, okay, if I'm going to say I'm an actor, I should be doing X, Y, Z. Or if I'm, you know, a singer, I should be doing X, Y, Z. So I had a hard time, like, and I still do. I don't really know what I want to do or how I exactly want to do it. And so it's definitely an ever-changing answer to that question, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think like you said, kind of, it almost can feel like you put limits on yourself by how you define yourself when you first say something. It's like, I have to meet a certain level of expectation if I say I'm X. So then I would love to know, right now, I know you guys have all these different avenues of creation, but early on, kind of what was it that got you inspired and started into being creators and into specifically doing what you, uh, what you ended up, whatever fields you ended up going into? Camp really did a lot for me um, as a young kid. I just like, I didn't, and my older sister, I would say, I saw her as a performer and was obviously inspired by that. Like theater camp, um, we all went to camp together. It's true, it's true. Like disclaimer, we are all camp mates. Yeah, disclosure. (laughs) They, camp really like laid out the groundwork for me to like experience and just like try a bunch of different things and learn who I am and learn what I'm good at and learn what I love and like learn and understand my own talent and abilities and the other kids and the counselors, like everyone was so supportive of that. And I didn't really have that so much in my day-to-day life in my school. So that I think is what honestly gave me the groundwork to become the star that I am today. (laughs) I would say, I would, yeah, I would say almost similarly, like I, I, I went to camp for a few years as well. And I think just having an, just, I think stepping into an atmosphere where, um, you know, everybody wanted to like harmonize to happy birthday and, you know, that kind of stuff, it felt like really unique and it felt like a, um, kind of a place, I, I think just creating a environment where everyone is like-minded in the way that they want to be performing is very inspiring and which is again kind of the reason I I wanted to go out to Los Angeles like just to be surrounded by people like that I also think for me like I'm so I was always so academic and so like going to when I went to college 
I ended up studying philosophy and I, for some reason, like really think just like reading, like really gets me to a place where I'm like, I read, I read something and then I'm like, oh, I have to make something. Like, I just think that always kind of gets me going, like gets me like my engine kind of revving. And so, and uh, yeah, so I, I feel like I kind of learned that about myself at that time. It's just like the more I'm consuming specifically, well, no, that's not true. Not specifically, but I think like when I do read, I do feel better. And I feel like my mind is more apt and able to like create something. And was that always true? I know you kind of said that college was a time when you most realized that, but did you know like early on? Yeah, well, college was the time I was reading the most and it was like crazy. Like I'd have to walk across the quad because I was just assigned so much. But I think, yeah, as a kid, I was always a huge reader. And like, I started doing that really young. And like, I remember, I mean, I mean, I just think back even this summer, I've just been like picturing myself as a kid and like, I just never put a book down. And so I think that that definitely was, yeah, that was like, they're the beginnings definitely had their place there, but, um, you know, I was always consuming other stuff too, but like, yeah, for, for when I feel upset, like, I'm like, is it because you're not reading sometimes? Like I have that thought in my head, you know? Do you remember any specific series or books that stand out from when you were growing up? I mean, obviously Harry Potter, like hugely, like, of course, um, that was probably the series that was like the most, pivotal and I mean it was I wrote my college essay about it it was just about like how Hermione Granger changed my life and then also included something about marine biology which is like <laughs> I actually would love to read that just to see the connection I don't like I because I'm sure it's very I logical one. I don't know how I got into college <laughs> that's great I, if we could dig that up I would totally read that I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> Marty, how about you? Were there things, I mean, kind of like Caroline's talking about reading is something that clearly, Caroline, you really connect to and that gets you mm-hmm. in a space where you want to create. And Marty, for you early on, what were some of those things that inspired you? I think music was probably my thing that, and similar to Carol, it's like if I'm listening to music, that is what will kind of rocket me into a more creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as of late, like this quarantine, pretty much all of my projects and videos that I've done have stemmed from a song or something and when I was little I loved to like dance so much like and movement was definitely a creative outlet for me and that was definitely like even from my dad in the backyard my dad like mowing the lawn listening to his dad music and like Brandy you're a fine girl exactly Brandy you're a fine girl like dancing around to that and like finding ways to spin those songs into something else is what I've really enjoyed as of late. And were there particular artists growing up, Mart, that you were, you like really connected with? Um, Shania Twain, if you can believe it, was kind of my like way of coming out as a very young boy. Like, man, I feel like a woman was kind of a weekly performance mm. for my family, from me. <laughs> I was like, everybody sit down because man, I Unsolicited. feel... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you guys can all check out the video in the show notes. You can yeah, go exactly. click on that YouTube link. Yeah, I, I love hearing about those earlier inspirations because I think a lot of it, sometimes it changes, but a lot of times those things are still really close to us. Like I know yeah. like Billy Joel has been a musician that I've always like loved and like he was really formative for me. Oh, of course. Oh my God, are you kidding? Carol, you mentioned that reading is still something that really feeds you. Marty, do you have something now? Is it also still music for you? Are there other things that you've added into the things you enjoy? Yeah, I think it like comes and goes and like, different things but like in general I think I'm someone who experience ignites creation for me so like I'm one to like go out and like I'm not someone who's like I have to make something every single day 
or, you know, when I'm living my life where I envy Carol is so good about being like disciplined about creating things. But for me, I have to be like doing something. And it's the moments where you're talking to someone or you're watching something or you're listening to something in real life that are funny and wild. And then pulling those like, cause I think reality makes the best comedy and reality makes the best um, entertainment in general. And so like living your life for me is the best way to create authentic material. Which I will say Marty is a much better at than I am. Like I, it is very hard for me to like, like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do today? Like what I have to, what I have to make, you know, that's like my first thought. And Marty is like, okay, I'm what do I have to do to like live my life today? You know? And then through that, he always finds something. And it's often, it's often like something that's very authentic or like, again, like really genuine and really true and like, and rings in that way. And I, it's funny. Cause I feel like I actually am, I am very good at living. Like, and I feel very similarly, like I, I love the experience. I love to pull from that, but sometimes I feel like I get so caught up in the concept of like, you have to make something that I am like, I, I seek that before I seek actual life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, and um, some, sometimes I think it's okay. And sometimes I think that's just the way my brain works. And that's just like how my perspective will be. But sometimes I think, all right, girl, you got to break out of this a little bit and like, just see things for what they are, as opposed to see things for what you can use them to become. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why we work well together. I think so too. Yeah. Because I'm definitely envious of your skill and discipline in that way and I think yeah yeah, I think we learn from each other in that way definitely yeah we're definitely a great push-pull and we have had many conversations about like how we are in so many ways opposite fully different (laughs) fully different yeah I absolutely want to come back to that but I am curious just because I don't know and I I would love for other people to know what is the origin story of Carol and Mart when did you guys kind of start saying hey let's make stuff together two years ago Two years? I would say like two, yeah. Like this coming December, it'll be two years, I guess. Yeah, we did our first like show at Club Coming, I think two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of, this is kind of a, well, I guess it's not really, I had a lot of voice problems, Daniel. Like I had a, like a hernia and had really bad acid reflux. So I kind of was like, oh, I can't put as much emphasis on like real singing. So I was like, what can I do kind of instead? And so we were like, all right, we can write some funny songs. Like, I don't need to like really be able to sing that well to do that. So we just kind of started doing that. And uh, it was really fun. We just like, we wiggled our way. I don't know how we, because she, Catherine Cohen had a show, Cabernet Cabaret, which was like a pretty good weekly comedy show in New York. And we went once, Carol was talking with um, her music partner, with Pat's music partner, Henry. And we just like wiggled our way into a slot. And so we were like, we have to, <laughs> right we got a slot so we have to write a song and we wrote a song about hummus and it like and it was well and it was fun and then we kept doing it and that year 2019 was really really fun yeah i think we wrote like eight songs eight or nine songs that were just that we now perform pretty f- well we did we had a monthly show we ended up having a monthly show and we would perform them each month sometimes with a different one thrown in um, stand-ups would come and do their bits in between their stand-ups sets in between. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really fun. Do you guys take on specific roles in the songwriting? Is somebody like, is one of you the, like the composer, one is the lyricist or is it kind of all shared? We'll be like, okay, we're going to write a song about X, Y, Z. 
And then I will write absolute nonsense down, like absolutely crazy thoughts and like sometimes couplets, usually not, and send it to Carol. And like Carol will have a melody and then she'll rearrange thoughts and like put her own thoughts into lyrics. And then we come together and we're like, okay, let's move this, we'll switch that. And we usually fight a little bit and then it comes up perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that is what happens, right? So like, I I always ask Marty to send me his thoughts when she gets me like three days late usually. <laughs> yeah, never on time, never on time. <laughs> I'm living my life. <laughs> you know, while Caroline's waking up and like, what am I gonna make? Why is Marty not sending me the I'm notes? Like, why, why is it going? So he sends me his thoughts, which are always like so fucking funny. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then I'll have my own thoughts about like my experience with this, whatever brand of song we're trying to create. And then I'll generally write a melody and then I'll put the lyrics together and then I'll send Mart's like, I'll be like, do you like this? Like, do you like how this melody sounds? Do we like this? Do we, you know what I mean? And then we kind of go through that. And then when I have a rough draft, I'm like, we come together and we figure it out and i mean you guys talking about the push and pull of a relationship which i think gives it gives it its dynamism right it gives it its like excitement which i think is awesome no really and i'm curious have you guys seen yourselves changing towards the personality type of the other person or is it more that you just you balance each other out and that adds that keeps everything stable i think both yeah i think both i think like when we were when we were actively performing and having our monthly show, I think it was more the latter of like, we kept each other kind of in check. Mm. But I will say over this past several months where like we haven't been able to perform live and we've been forced to kind of like be with ourselves, I definitely took a page from Carol's book. And I was like, because I had, I was used to like working a lot at a restaurant. Like I was always very busy. And so I did take a page from Carol's book and that like I was, I would wake up and I would make a video every single day for a while. <laughs> and so that was like definitely something I learned from Carol and watching Carol and seeing her be an absolute psychopath. And that was a skill I learned. Yeah, I mean, so I appreciate using them, right? And I guess simultaneously, like I always, when I get into, I am, I think a little more prone to getting into these places of like, again, just like my head just running and just being like, I need to be here now. I need to do this now. And like, when I see, when I am able to witness like how successful Marty has been just through like, and again, I'm not trying to, I, I feel like I'm kind of like, I'm sounding like this person who's just like insane or just like too intense, but like the way that Marty oh. is, well, <laughs> the way that Mart is like, has just been able to be basically like, be so successful like in maintaining just like these great friendships and just like being able to um connect with people on such like a, a basic level like has been it's just it's it's not that I don't understand that it's important but it's always nice and refreshing and like um reminds me of the importance of that and it's always great to see and so I think I've I have been able to like sometimes step back and been like okay, you're allowed to watch a TV show. You're allowed to do this. You're allowed to go for a walk. You're allowed to go to the beach. Like you can do this and you can have fun and you should be doing those things. And that is a page that I have 100% taken from Mark's book as well. And when it comes to those kind of relaxing activities, do you come at it from a space of 
spontaneously like you wake up and you'll be like you know what i'm i'm gonna take that time today i'm just gonna do it or do you do you schedule it are you more uh, structured about like well this hour will be a, a enjoyment hour and that then i'll go back to doing what i was doing before like how do you approach that it kind of depends on the day like usually like every day i have something that i want to get done so like okay. today i have to work on music <clears throat> record a bunch of harmonies like that will get done um, and then, uh, but then I guess like based on my mood, like sometimes I'll just be like, wow, I'm not, this is unproductive. You better go for a bike ride or like you better, like at, at the end of the day, like you better go see some friends because you're not getting anywhere. And I think sometimes like just getting out of that box of like, you have to do this, you have to do this now, this has to be good. That can sometimes limit you. And so just to get out of that headspace and be like, all right, this, I'm going to focus on something totally different. That sometimes is, um, that drives inspiration or it like creates like enlightenment for like the things that you sometimes need. Um, and I was not very good at that. I think, I think I'm better at that because of working with Mark for sure. Is multitasking something I would, for both you guys? I mean, like, cause context switching, I think is something I know I struggle with. It's kind of like I was doing one thing and I felt like I was really getting a lot done in that thing. And then trying to like switch to a different thing or, or even if it is either something for enjoyment or just something, another thing for work. Right. I think sometimes like figuring out how that transition works in my brain takes energy and takes like figuring out is that something you guys struggle with do you think you're both do you like how do you feel about multitasking is it something you like or something you don't like i think like in my post covid quarantine life i was a fabulous multitasker <clears throat> i love that like i could be at work waiting tables like making sure everyone's having a gorgeous time and meanwhile like every time I go back to the POS I'm like sending Carol thoughts on something like I'm I'm pretty good at that but it's been honestly nice to not have to multitask like because like I don't have a survival job right now like I have that time that I've never had before to be like okay I'm gonna sit down and do this and I literally have well nothing else to worry about right now so like I can sit down and do this so when I have to multitask, I'm, I don't mind. I kind of, I like being stressed out. So I like it. <laughs> you do thrive under it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, if like, I think, so Marty and I actually, we both like were recently asked to do Hallmark movies. <laughs> so that's something that we were kind of doing at the same time. Hey, congratulations. That's fantastic. Well, they're not, they're, they're still not, you know, done. I'm still going to congratulate you. Thanks. And like, I finished mine in like two weeks. I was just like, I did it every day, like from like, I woke up and then I did it until like five, like wrote it. And then I just needed to do that. Like I needed to get it done. And then it's the same with like music. Like I, I have to, um, if I'm, if I'm working on a song, I have to work on that song all week until it's done. Like, because, and there are other things that I know, like I have other projects in my head that I still want to work on, but I can't really, I can't really focus on them fully until the major one. And some of like, usually one project takes um, precedent until that project is finished. Is that stressful for you? Or is it something that you thrive off of that sort of focused energy? I think it's mostly the latter. Um, there are times where I'm like, okay, you know, again, to get into the social media kind of stuff, it's like, I haven't posted in five days. I probably should make something. And then it's like, okay, I should not make, I should not work on this song. Like that won't be out for a while. I should make a dumb sketch. And, you know, so like there are times that I, that's honestly mostly what breaks it up for me. Um, 
but sometimes, yeah, I mean, you, you, I guess I have to break it up in that way sometimes, but I don't necessarily like to. And if social media didn't exist, I never would. Really? Okay. So social media is, has become something that you feel obligated to do, but it wouldn't be something like in an alternate reality where, well, where lots of things weren't true, but let's say with alternate reality where social media wasn't there, you don't think that you would participate as much in it? No. Yeah, no. I mean, if it w- no. I mean, like if it wasn't there, no. I would definitely like do, like the sketches I do, like the sk- skits, I guess, kind of. I love doing those. Like it's really fun for me and I love doing those characters, but I would never do them if I if social media wasn't a platform, like I would do way, I would way more involve myself in like long-term kind of artistic um, endeavors. Like I would be like, I think I would focus way more on like album stuff or I would focus way more on like writing more scripts, like, like, like feature scripts, you know, and which I still do. But I think because social media has optioned itself, which I love again, like I would not trade that. I'm so thankful for it. But I don't think I would have gotten into the short um, vignette style like sketches as much. Definitely not. Since we're moving into that topic anyway, right? So social media, I think that that's a type of media consumption that we are all exposed to and it is inevitable and ubiquitous and very difficult to avoid. How does it fit into both your guys' lives when it comes to the consuming and the creating and kind of how that balance factors in? It's definitely overwhelming and I think social media as a whole, like over time has like become this honestly good platform for artists and performers to be seen and get their stuff out, um, you know, in a new and exciting way. And now as of the last, you know, several months, it is virtually the only way to be seen and to perform and get that out. And so it can be very overwhelming to consume because it's like all of a sudden you have all these people who were social media performers. And now you have all these people who were, mainly live performers, also such heavy social media performers. So you're just like really inundated with so much material and so much, just so much to take in. And then it it can get you to a place of like, well, this person is being so funny. This person is being so funny. This person is being so funny. Why am I funny? Like, is this worth it? And And it definitely takes up a lot of mental space to be in that world. But now, like, I feel like I'm unfortunately in a place where I have to be doing it. And over the past couple of months, like, it's proven to be good for me in my career. I've gotten a lot of, you know, more opportunities because of it. So I think it can be a really good tool to use as an artist, especially in this time. But you have to, like, take care of yourself. As, like, sad as that sounds, you have to, like, be aware of you and your own talent and skill while using it. Yeah. I mean, you can get so caught up in it where I do feel like, again, I, you know, I value my time a lot, but sometimes I'm like, do I, because I've been stuck on social media for two and a half hours, you know? So it's like, I think you can just eat away your time. And there are times where I'm like, okay, I kind of want to make a sketch like this. So then I will go like, look at somebody else's sketch because it is again, like there are pieces of inspiration that you can derive always, but, but a lot of the time, you can get into this headspace of like, everybody's doing this, you know what I mean? And I think there is, there's one quote that I always think about, which is like, um, you know, to light, to light another person's candle does not put out the other candle. And I think there's room for everyone to do that. And so um, if you want to, you know, and, and I think I always think about like uh, museum art, like when I go to a museum, 
I see this, like, especially like modern art, I just like, don't really get it. I like look on the wall and I'm like, this is bad. Like somebody who is five could have done this. And I'm like, why is it there? And it's there because this person dedicated their whole lives to doing this consistently for years and years and years. And they were prolific in their creation. And I think like, that's just kind of like, that is being an artist. You know what I mean? It's just being like, okay, I'm going to do this no matter what for this period of time. And at some point, somebody's going to notice, you know? And I think that's just like, that's just what you do. And even if they don't notice, you know what I mean? Like that, it doesn't make you less of an artist, you know, it, it makes maybe your content less, um, less successful in the eyes of, I guess, like a mass group of people, but it, it's still, I think, committing to that and like really just kind of continuing to create is just the thing that you have to do always. And social media is an excellent way to, um, to display that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that the need for validation is something that I think we all have in some way. Not me. No, I mean, obviously again, I'm speaking mostly to Mart here, but (laughs) I'm 100% kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. And to myself. And I, I mean like growing up performing, I know we all, we were talking about camp at the beginning, but, um, and I, I'm somebody who was also deeply affected by camp and kind of the, yeah. the broad creative outlet that provided in so many ways. But I also look back on my early childhood experiences and I think about how so much of them were formed around me just wanting people to say, we like you and we like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I look at social media and I'm, I get nervous that it's the only reason people are doing something. Maybe it's the only reason that I'm doing something is, is because I just want people to go thumbs up. We like you. Right. And, and I don't know, it's great to hear you talk about that, Carol, and kind of that balanced approach, right. That more meditative approach of this is what I love to do. If other people love it as well, that's great. Right. That feels good. And it's, you can't uh, deny that, but the, the making of it itself can be fulfilling. I think that's the real thing. I mean, I think if you don't find that fulfilling, then you're funked. You like, I think I mean, that's the process. Like, it's not the, the end goal is always accessory. You know, it's like, it's just, it's superfluous really. Like, I think that unless you are enjoying the process in itself, then you're screwed. Um, because that's what this whole thing is about. And sometimes when I get a little stressed, I'm like, I need to do this. Like I, what I think in my head is like, you have your whole life to continue to make stuff. And that is such a gift and like such a, an amazing opportunity and truly such a dream because like, some people are just working to live, you know, and I'm working to like, to be living, you know what I mean? Like I'm working to like really love what I'm doing. And that is again, like, I can't even like put into words, like how fortunate I feel to be able to do that when I think that way, you know? Hey everyone, just taking a quick break from the episode to mention the show notes that we have and the links in there. Uh, You're going to find those same links we've been including about anti-racism and arts equity that we've had in there. There's also a new one that I wanted to put in there just given the fall, given what we're, uh, we're only a few weeks away from the election. So I put a link in there about how to learn how to register to vote and how to make sure that uh, you're able to register yourself in whatever state you are in. Um, And of course, also you're going to find the guest recommendations there. So Carol and Mart both have some fantastic recommendations. You haven't actually heard them yet, but you'll hear them at the end of the episode and things like the books they've been reading. So Carol mentions all about love. Marty read Song of Achilles. All those 
uh, all those links and all those resources that they wanted to recommend are going to be in the show notes as well. So please do check that out. Uh, thank you guys and back to the show. Uh, Mart, before you were saying kind of keeping perspective of your talent and of, of the talent, but also like what you bring to something and not just being discouraged by what other people bring to something that for whatever reason, maybe we don't, right? Because everyone has unique talents. Are there specific ways that you like practices you have or kind of thought processes you go through to make sure that you stay measured and how you, when you're viewing social media or seeing those kind of things that make you feel discouraged, how you approach that? I wish I had like a solid answer for that question, but it's like a learning game as I go. Um, and it's definitely always changing of how I'm like managing my thoughts and expectations of myself. But I think it kind of goes back to what Carol was saying of like enjoying the process and enjoying the content, honestly, enjoying what you make. If what I can honestly say that everything that I have put out, if, if I watch it now, I'm like laughing, I can laugh <laughs> at myself. And if I'm enjoying it, then someone else is enjoying it, you know? And if I'm not enjoying it, then odds are people you know, aren't going to bite. So I think it's like about enjoying the process, enjoying the content. Um, yes, it's about that. <laughs> enjoying the process and the content. <clears throat> and I think that is what helps keep me a little bit level-headed because I'm laughing and I'm having a good time. And if you're not, then I'm so sorry for your loss, you know? Yeah. There you go. But to kind of wrap up on some more fun stuff, hopefully, I would love to know from both you guys, what are some if you could recommend some stuff you've been watching recently or some stuff it doesn't have to be watching, whatever, something you're consuming um, that has been keeping you going through these times that we're in, uh, I would love to know that. Right, you go first. Um, Something I can't recommend enough is I May Destroy You on HBO. Um, Have you ever seen Chewing Gum on Netflix? The same actress and creator of that. And she is a powerhouse, honestly. And it's uh, like- She wrote it herself, right? Yeah, she wrote it herself. Like, and it, it, it's heavy. I mean, it speaks to like sexual violence, but it is so impeccably done and absolutely phenomenal. Um, I would definitely suggest watching that, listening. Check out Muna. M U N A is a fabulous um, band of women, and their music is calming and sometimes heartbreaking, and uh, brings you to a nice, lovely place. And reading, I just read a book, um, The Song of Achilles by I Helen just Miller. read no that. Way. Natalie Miller no was way. great. Yeah, and Cersei. Cersei's next on my list. Yeah, I'm going to read Cersei. Borrowing from Hilton tomorrow. Was it good? It was great. Wasn't it phenomenal? Yeah. It absolutely, like, crushed my heart into a thousand pieces. Sad, very sad. It's, well, it's about, like, young boyish love. Like, it's, like, it. Greek mythology, but it is, like... Gay? Oh, yeah, it's gay. Yeah, so obviously I'm like, cool. But it is really, was really beautiful and touching to me. And like, it made me very sad for a couple of days. And I was like, that I would never experience like young, boyish, curious love like that. Mm, oh, you, we had this conversation the other day, kind of, didn't we? Exactly. I was speaking with Caroline now. I was like, whatever, I had a mental breakdown. How I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm a man now and I'm not a boy anymore. And I was sad. <laughs> The Peter Pan but, moment we all go through, right? It's yeah, like, where, exactly. where did the years go? And this book, like, spoke to that of these young boys, like, yeah, 
into this weird mad love that they didn't really understand at first and how that grew and it was beautiful did you know the had you ever heard the myth before or like the story before of achilles yes but i've never heard it quite like this you know i thought it was i i loved her her way of telling it was really beautiful and like easy to fall into i think oftentimes like books like that that are kind of fantastical sometimes it takes you a second to like understand the world but I was immediately like pulled in and placed right in the middle of their relationship and it was a really fun read definitely we'll put links to that so people can check all that stuff out how about you Carol I mean I think the thing that's that's inspired me the most like probably within the last like six months even has just been Fleabag like I cannot freaking get enough of that show and I don't I'm not one to rewatch stuff like I, I don't really do, I have rewatched that show. Like, and I just go back to episodes and then I finished the scripts. She published all her scripts. So I read that through. Ooh. I just think like, I mean, it's just like the thing that I would love to do. And like, I think that she just does it so well. And I have not been, I mean, I haven't seen content like that where I am so simultaneously moved to tears like and then the next moment like cracking up aloud like I mean that just to me is just such so genius and it's not even a subject that I necessarily like (laughs) as Marty knows well I don't relate like I'm not like a I don't like see I don't go on a ton of dates you know what I mean like I don't like but just the I'm like pretty Marty's giving me a schedule just his face right now (laughs) anyway like I think it's I think it's incredible I think it's it like has moved me in like a very unique way. Um, and yeah, so I feel like I keep going back to that. T- I honestly like haven't really watched much TV wise and then, um, which I should, but, um, and then I'm just looking at my bookshelves that I just read. I read this book. Oh, I read this book by Bell Hooks, which is called All About Love, which is really great. And it's kind of like about how our, uh, our generation is kind of confused about love and how we kind of use it to describe, like we we use a definition in a multitude of ways, which can become like perplexing. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, which can just become, I think, confusing to all of us. And there's this word that's like, she uses this word, cathect, which is like a different word, meaning that you you put in um, thought and emphasis and like time and interest into these people, but it doesn't necessarily mean you love them and she defines love as actually it's, it's a guy named peck who defines love but he defines it as the nurturing of one's own spiritual growth which i thought was like so beautiful and like really true and nice when you were talking about fleabag i was curious as somebody because it sounds like you appreciate it both from a comedic standpoint just laughing at it right and it's a very clearly incredibly well-written show well-structured show does is there like a mixture of thoughts of enjoyment and also thoughts of like, I want to write something like this, right? Is it something where you watch and like have those combined reactions of just enjoying it, but also like finishing it and being like, let me go write right now. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think I rewatch it is because I think like, I always rewatch things or re-listen to things or whatever that I know, like I want to make something similar to that. So like I've watched her one woman show a few times because I, did one a long time ago and I'm kind of thinking about maybe doing one again and like um and yeah so I feel like I always go back to that kind of stuff when I'm just trying to like figure out like what is it that I also want to like distill from this and what do I then want to create from from this but I think you you always go back to those points of like I know that this will inspire me and like 
you know, you, you, you dog ear those pages for sure. Mm. Is there something, and I don't like this phrase so much, but like a guilty pleasure where it's more just like, I can watch it, don't have to think about it. And it's just for fun. <laughs> Mart, you look like you have a thought. Oh, I've got plenty of guilty pleasures, honey. Um, like Real Housewives, hello. Amazing. Glee? Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. <laughs> I could go on and on with guilty pleasures, but I think they're important. I think it's fun to like watch something that is like, has no real impact or like importance in your life. I think it's like a fun way to like <clears throat> just enjoy yourself, which like, yeah. And that goes back to like me and Carol being like our kind of like opposites of like, if I'm going to watch something it's going to be fun and I'm going to laugh at it. Fine. Cool. <laughs> Thing he said to me one time, Marty said this to me, and it was so funny and like so on the nose. He goes, Oh, yeah, we were watching Cheer, and I was like, Oh, should I watch it? And Marty goes, No, you wouldn't like it. And I said, Why wouldn't I like it? And he goes, Because it's really fun and it's not a show that you can go home and write an essay about. And then look, Mark goes ahead and he writes an essay about Glee, so clearly, yeah, wow, yeah, so true, wow. But do you guys have any things you want to plug? Anything that you have upcoming project-wise that you guys want to mention? Like, no. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> so. I mean, follow my Instagram. That's like as far as I'm getting these days. But sure. Do you want to plug your handle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Marty Miller. ITS Marty Miller. Nice. Carol, you? Um, yeah. I mean, like, I have a few movies coming out. Like, I have a, um, a movie coming out in November, which is a, a Christmas movie. It's a Lifetime film. So that will be out in November. And then I have another one that's, that's called Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters. And that just got picked up by an independent distribution company. So that should be out fairly, probably for the next, like, three Ooh. months or so. So I guess keep your eyes peeled for those two little flicks. Um, and then my Instagram handle is... At Portu is right, the number four, the letter U. I like that. It sounds like a political campaign. It's like it's your, your slogan. It was. It was my vice president political campaign when, when high school. There you go. Well, I, seriously, guys, thank you for like taking so much time. I I always love hearing your people's thoughts about this. And in particular, I think you guys had some really, really insightful things. So thank you for that. Thank you, Danielle. It's so nice to see your lovely face as per usual. Yeah. Good to see you guys too. I really, I had an awesome time talking with talking with Carolyn Martin. So it was it was really fun to get to listen back to this one. Um, and I'm here's hoping that they get back to a stage soon, and that whenever those movies that they wrote come out, that we get to all enjoy the new kind of brilliance they've been making. So thank you to them for again for coming on. Uh, as always, if you guys have feedback for the show, you can email us at feedback at creativeconsumptionpodcast.com. You can always visit our website at creativeconsumptionpodcast.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook uh, and Instagram at Creative Consumption Podcast. And I'll mention this again because Nathan's been uh, doing a good job with these. So send us your pet photos for Creative Pet Wednesday. That way we can uh, make sure we plug some of your guys' awesome, awesome pets and uh, your home buddies. So please send those uh, to feedback at creativeconsumptionpodcast.com and we would love to feature those. We're going to be switching around the schedule that we'll be publishing new episodes every couple of weeks now. So stay tuned for a new episode dropping in a couple of weeks and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe and be well. <laughs>